The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everybody. It's Kat Sadler, and this is It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. I've spent decades in TV broadcasting and conducted hundreds, if not thousands, of interviews in the span of my career. And on this show, the conversations continue. My goal is that every episode feels entirely brand new, but also like coming home. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome to It Sure Is A Beautiful Day. I'm so stoked about this conversation and sharing it with you because I shared with you all that I had enlisted the dog professor who is amazing, Edward Garcia here in LA, and he has totally transformed my pups in a really short amount of time. But what I didn't realize is how many of you guys also have the need for some direction, some expertise, some insight into all maybe those little problems with your pups maybe some of those big problems with your pups. So I have today on the show, Edward, and then also his good friend who he's worked with for some time, Matt Robin. They're both here. They both have a wealth of information and expertise in walking dogs, in training dogs, in crate training, in obedience. I kept hearing this phrase over and over, and it's called capture the behavior. It's just wild how much our dogs and we as humans really have in common, but capturing the good behavior of our dogs and really helping them grow in confidence and self-esteem, which I just love, love, love their approach and the method. And man, grab your leash, y'all, because we're really getting into it. And instead of you having to go out and spend gobs of money on trainers for your dogs, you can just hit play on this episode. I know you're going to love it. Let's get right to it. And um, thanks for being here. And of course, don't forget to give me your feedback, what you think about this episode, what more you want to hear about, what topics, what issues, what guests, what interviews. Hit me up. You know where to find me. It sure is a beautiful day with the dog trainers. Roll it. Well, first of all, I'm the biggest fan ever of the dog professor. So <laughs> anyone listening, you can hear the the male laughter in the room today. I'm yep. so excited. Crazy. My personal dog trainer, Edward, in the house. So good to see you. So good to see you. Hi, guys. Oh, hey, everybody. <laughs> so not only is Edward here, we were discussing, you know, gosh, just from my social media alone, I was getting so many questions from my audience when they saw that I was working with the trainer and they saw that my two pups were working on their obedience and skills and all these things. So I thought, ah, we got to get Edward on the show. Mm -hmm. And then I pitched it to Edward and Edward said, yeah, but I think we're going to bring on my friend Matt too. How does that sound? So Thank are you, you guys like <laughs> the you, duo? Welcome, great. Matt, by the Thank way. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Matt and I just <laughs> met. You. I'm interested to hear from you guys at the start because people listening, you know, dogs are part of people's families. Dogs yeah. are people's lives. Like Very dogs so. are, you know, bona fide family members and yeah. people love them. And, you know, just like any dysfunctional families, sometimes we got some issues, <laughs> yeah. right? And so what, what are kind of each of your philosophies on just training in general like what why do you love it why do you does it get you up in the morning edward honestly it's the impact that i make on not just the animals but the people like you said they're basically our family members mm -hmm. so that really drives me as far as philosophy goes it's very much like 
based on ethics, moral philosophy, you know, weighing out good and bad conduct. How do you reward good and bad conduct? How do you correct good and bad conduct? So that's where my, it's very, I would say in layman's terms, it's very reward-based where, you know, you, I, I, I give the dog freedom or treats, mm-hmm. whatever it may yeah. be, whatever we're, we're tennis rewarding ball. Maybe yeah, the, tennis ball the, the dog with once they follow through on commands. Yeah. So working alongside one another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and and just an observation. Yeah. When you know the first time you came to my door, like oh it my was god, a, <laughs> no. oh my dogs. Yes. <laughs> well, I was going to talk about your behavior actually. Well, you can talk about my. I'll talk about your behavior because I just to watch you work. I, it was just mm-hmm. mesmerizing for me because you're so at home with animals and dogs, and you're so confident. And just to to kind of like it was just kind of like you you know. My prayers were answered. I was like, oh, Edward's here, thank God. Because you had like the the instinct and the answers to know what to do. And obviously that's come with a lot of practice and a lot of work and all that. And it really stems off of energy. Like I, yeah. I kid you not, I energy is everything for me. And And once you learn how to tack into that energy and match that energy, it's so much more easier to flow with the dog. We are going to get into, like, seriously breaking down leash training. <laughs> so like, mm-hmm. what's the good, the bad, the ugly, like, how yeah. the leash. A lot of people have questions about just barking, just straight up barking. Mm-hmm. People have, you know, dogs that bark at all, for all various reasons, you know, maybe how we can help them curtail that in yeah. their lives. Yep. Got a lot of questions about, like, just the pooping and the peeing and all the places <laughs> that they're not supposed yeah. to. Like, And then some questions we got from all of you. Thank you for sending in the questions guys, by the way, some of them are even more specific that seem very, very, very detailed, which I'm sure you can only to, to a certain degree diagnose a dog yeah, that's not yeah. sitting here. <laughs> exactly. So we, we understand well, that. Well, every dog is different, yeah, right? So you yeah. have to, there's no cookie cutter type style exactly. training. I mean, you have to kind of tailor it. It's like, you know, because people want different things and they right. say, oh, my dog really does bad with jumping. And that's, that's a lot of people's worst behavior. I'm like, if your dog, if that's the worst thing your dog is doing, Yay. Yeah, you're winning. Because you're not attacking people. You're not biting other dogs. And, you know, so that's that's your worst issue. Okay, we can yeah. work on that. Let me ask you guys this. What do you think are the biggest standout mistakes that mm-hmm. dog owners make with their dog? They don't give them enough time. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. You know, we a lot of dogs turn into accessories. You know, I've been doing this for a long time and I see that time and time again. It's like any relationship. If you don't put time into it, it's not going to work out. There's a lot of issues. It's it, like, I, you know, me and you, we've discussed this, you know, on a personal level. And I've told you time and time again, human behavior and dog behavior go hand in hand. I know. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I just they, spoke. They I spoke about that on today's episode that is out in the world right now. Go back and listen. I if you guys haven't it. heard it, did you? <laughs> I did. And there are so many parallels. And that's what yeah. my learning has been through watching my dogs learn mm-hmm. is that it is. It's so like, yes, my energy is important. It's it's very much, you know, we all hands on deck for this, but there's so many parallels to even our own human you know, growth with exactly. what the dogs are doing. We all kind of want the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need we need people to invest in us. We need people to spend time yeah. with us. We need people to tell us when we're doing it wrong. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're just, they're so, it, it, when you break it all down, it's actually quite simple. It's, it's very just people simple. aren't doing that day in and day out. Exactly. What do you think the biggest mistake is people make with their dogs? So it's something just like with leash manners, a lot of times eye contact just how important and powerful that is between dogs and humans and also dogs themselves. My girl, Leona, she used to have an aggression problem. So when she's staring at a dog with the gears running through her head, 
I will correct that because she's like, if you drop the leash and let me go over there, I'm going to go mess that dog up. And I can't, I don't want her to think that. So I've learned that eye contact is the start of a lot of the bad behaviors that dogs do. You know, the barking, the eating things, they, they see what they bark at first. Or they mm, see what they're going to mm-hmm, eat. Mm-hmm. So eye contact, where is my dog looking? If you really want to figure out what your dog is doing, see where they're looking. Uh-huh. They're looking Observe. at the squirrel, mm-hmm. looking at the, the tree, they're looking at the tennis ball, they're looking at me, they're looking at the cat. Yeah. So whatever they're looking at, and then they change their mode, but you can kind of, you know, you start, as you start to know your dog, you're like, oh, he's always doing this to the same thing. Okay, well then try to redirect that. Hey, we're not going to look at the cat over there. We're going to go this way. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of redirection. I mean, I, I do correction, like a lot of tough love stuff, but it's also, no, we can't do that. Every time you say no to your dog, try to say yes. Don't have that. Do this. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That makes Focus sense. on the positive, not the negative. Yeah. We'll be right back. Have you guys heard of Aloe Moves yet? Does it sound a little familiar? Well, it's an extension of the wildly popular Aloe Yoga Athleisure brand, and I am obsessed. Aloe Moves, you know, they want to empower people to live healthier, more fulfilled lives, which is what I talk about all the time on this show. So I'm such a fan of this app. Yes, Aloe Moves streams on-demand yoga, fitness, and mindfulness classes Anytime, any place, which is so super cool. And did you know that September is National Yoga Month? I got hooked on Aloe Moves because again, I can stream this on-demand yoga, but they've got they've got classes beyond that. All different kinds of fitness. You know, you can work up a sweat with bar classes, Pilates classes, cardio and HIT classes, and all ranging in different levels from beginner to advanced. So don't worry. They've got like 3,000 plus classes for every level and over 100 new classes every month. So you always have fresh content. And to celebrate National Yoga Month, Aloe Moves wants everybody to flow for free. Receive 30 days free so you can choose from thousands of different classes and give it a try. Aloe Moves is the one-stop shop for everything wellness you just need one app that has everything. Join me. Go to alomoves.com for 30 days for free. If you're loving it like I am, then snag 50% off your annual membership with code CAT, C-A-T-T, but 50% off only good in September for National Yoga Month, okay? So get to it, y'all. Below with me. Go to alomoves.com for 30 days for free. Go to alomoves.com and let's get started. Hi guys, I'm Haley Hubbard, mom and wife to a country music star. And I'm Jess Diamond, registered dietitian, parent educator, and mom. And this is the Meaningful Living Podcast, here to make parenthood and life a little easier and a lot less lonely. We bring on all our favorite experts and friends and answer all your questions. And ours. To break it all down into the simple and reliable tools, tricks, and answers. We get into the real side of it, parenthood, relationships, you name it. So join us every Monday at Meaningful Living, that's meaningful with two L's, for conversations that will leave you feeling way more confident. It takes a village and we can't wait for you to join ours. Rescuing dogs, Mm. because a lot of people listening, God love you, have rescued dogs and taken in dogs off the streets or dogs who have been mistreated and, you know, most of the time, we have no idea where these dogs came from, what they've been through, mm-hmm. but we know 
they've been through it based on just even their initial behavior and whatnot. Right. Yeah. Mile Nipsey, just to <laughs> review for everyone, a four-ish, five-year-old rescue. For people that, ha- out of the goodness of their heart, take in these dogs, mm-hmm. what's the best way to transition a rescue dog into your home? Because a lot of this is about, you know, setting the stage, doing it right from the beginning, and then you don't have to go back and undo a bunch of stuff. Right. So yeah. what's yeah. the best way? Go like somebody over. rescues a dog today. It, it all depends on the temperament, really. So if you have an anxious dog, right? A timid dog, what are you going to do? You're going to give it space. You're not going to pressure it too much. You're not going to expect a lot of cuddling, right? Light but you somehow, you, yeah, you somehow want to bond with them, right? How will you bond with them? Well, through eye contact, through work, right? Simple work, trying to get them to acknowledge you just like you do them and rewarding them by just praising from a distance. Mm-hmm. Let's just say you have an energetic dog or a puppy, Limited freedom, what we talked about. Mm-hmm. And that goes hand in hand with also like timid dogs, but limited freedom, having the dog drag a leash throughout the time. Mm-hmm. We we talked about this with Nipsey and it, yeah. it changed. Did that the work? Curve. Oh, just it, having a I mean, ask Cat. <laughs> yeah. So just putting your dog on leash kind of helped calm, calm his mind a little bit? The leash training we've been doing is just nine day. Like yeah. I never, ever would have thought of that. I yeah. mean, and even more so for my dog, Moon. And, <laughs> and I know people have this issue, you know, because Moon... One of Moon's issues, I think she's perfect, by the way. <laughs> she is perfect. <laughs> one of her now. issues was like, which I didn't know. I'll just go ahead and set the stage now. We'll just tell the story. So the yeah. day Edward came to the house, I said, it was really for Moon, yeah, technically yeah. <laughs> speaking, because Moon was my one-year-old puppy and mm. she is a lab and Jindo mix and she's just gorgeous and a lovely, lovely dog. However, you know, zero obedience training yeah. and our big issue is I have two teenage boys at home and there's people always coming yeah, and going. And there's coming in and out and I've got people coming in and out. And and the that threshold at the front is always an issue for Moon. And the yeah. barking and the barking yeah. and the boys were like, God, we can't even have our friends over because she's just like barking every time somebody walks in the door. It's so annoying and jumping and barking and the whole mm-hmm. thing. So the minute Edward got to my house, he's like, that's fear. She is afraid. Uh-huh. She's not being aggressive. She's, that's, she has no confidence and she's afraid. So see how she's running in circles, which she does like around our little, you know, (laughs) you don't know the layout of her home, but she like runs away and then she comes right back and her hair is on her back and the whole thing. And And still barking. Still barking. Still barking. barking. He's like, get the leash. Like it's just made such a difference. Now I know as we're still working, it hasn't been that long, but now when people come to the door, I kind of know like, get that leash to have that bit of authority because mm-hmm. in a weird way, they feel more safe it's when they're attached to you. Exactly. Yeah. It's the fact that you're reassuring her that everything's okay. You're yes. near her, you're by her side and yes. you're rewarding her. Yes. Right? Because I'm right? rewarding her. Uh, that, that, <laughs> that and you're giving her positive feedback. Yes. Right? It's a but from whammy. a distance, you can't do that because what? She's still triggering. So you're like, well, what can I do for her? Nothing. Yes. Nothing right. in that sense. But once you have control, it's much easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was such a huge unlock for me. I was like, oh, she really is just scared. And the more we do it. And then the other tip, if anybody has this issue at home, it's those beats when they're not barking. So even if it was just two seconds since she barked, but she wasn't, you're loving her, right? You're giving her some love. And what did I say? Capture the behavior. Yes. Capture the behavior. For not even the cynics out there, but the realists who might say, you know, some dogs are just probably pretty fucked up, right? Like, like who, like, like people, some of us far more damaged than others based on our reality and our experiences. So you don't know what this dog has gone through. And so for people listening who are like, you know, 
can a dog truly be changed? Can't or is a dog to some degree just always going to be the way they are? What I say is temperament trumps training. So if you don't have the patience or time mm -hmm. to put toward that dog and actually adapt your own life, because that's the thing. It's like you can't expect the dog to fully transition. You yeah. have to transition with it. Mm. And if you can't have that commitment, if you can't commit to that dog, that's where it falls apart. It's true. Yes. It's true. I mean, I have worked with dogs who it's kind of like, you know, the red tag dogs, yeah. you know, dogs who are unrehabilitable. They, you know, I've, I've worked with dogs. If I pick them up, they'll bite me and I'm, I'm their best friend. So just dogs who've been really abused. And it's like, that's one way you want to kind of work around the aggression instead of working through it and kind of conquering it. It's mm -hmm. just like, okay, I don't pick you up. Yeah. Now that sounds like a defeat, but also that dog is a rescue dog. I mean, you know, they were abused. And so you just have to have patience with that. It's like, oh, well, I'll have to work around that. Yeah. So there is some sort of human sacrifice that we have to say, well, my dog is like that. So sure, yes, but maybe we can just curb around it where you say, hey, please don't pick up my dog. Yeah. You know, things like that. So yes, there are certain dogs out there that you, that training can't correct because mm -hmm. it's human problem. Sure. We, we did, humans did it. So yeah. exactly. that's, uh. it stinks. The one thing I've learned with separation anxiety, if this has helped me help my neighbors, if you have two doors in your house or apartment, go out a different door because you've already set up a habit. Hey, I'm putting my keys, my shoes, everything you got on and you're going out to work. You always go out the same door. Your dog knows you're not coming back. So I've started to leave the other door and they, they're, more, more, they're much more calmer. Huh, you don't feel like they're looking for you the whole time? <laughs> I feel like the, I my dogs so would be like perimeter. <laughs> no, where'd she go? Where'd well, she? Because back door, front door, back door, front door. <laughs> the, way, the way you could do it, the way that I kind of soothe myself was I got a camera for my, I could check my camera and it's in my living room and I can see what their dogs are doing. So practice leaving for five minutes, practice leaving for 30 seconds. Yeah. See what your dog does. Come back. There's there's also times to dealing with separation anxiety where I don't when I come back in my apartment, I don't even put the focus on the dogs at all. I love them all. I might say hi, nice guys, but I don't look at them. I might, I don't even mm -hmm. touch them because I'm ha I'm happy to see them. But if I throw them a party every time, I'll confirm to them, "Oh, you missed me just as much as I missed you." That's wonderful advice since we're talking about separation anxiety because I do think a lot of people like, ah, have this issue with their dogs. Yes. So what are the tips? Is that tip number one is mm -hmm. listen, when you walk in the door, don't Just, match their enthusiasm. Yeah, essentially. Because they're going to jump on you. Yeah. They're doing all the little bad behaviors, the jumping, the barking, the nipping, all the stuff that you want to work on later, they're doing for you right now. And you're like, oh, I love you. And then they're like, well, I'm going to do it later. And you're like, oh, I don't do that. You're like, well, what do you mean? Don't do that. I was doing it for you earlier. I was jumping on you. And now you don't want me to jump on somebody else. So you have to be consistent. No jumping is no jumping. And as far as our human behavior in and their anxiety, it's it's kind of withhold your your pets and your hugs and your excitement yeah. and like, oh, down on your knees. I missed yeah. you so much. Exactly. Just totally curb that, right? Yeah. It's matching their energy or, or matching the energy that you want. Yeah. Right. Creating the energy. You so, want. so right. just to touch on that real quick, it, coming back home, right? ignoring and waiting until they're calm to praise, but also leaving home mm -hmm. would be the same way. Yeah. yeah. You should never leave a dog excited. Yeah. And, you just if, step that's out. A good point. and if you're working on separation anxiety, just to give people tips, what you want to do is leave 10 minutes earlier. So mm -hmm. you have actually have the time to train your dog and desensitize them to actually leaving the home. Right. So what you would do is pretend you're leaving the home, mm -hmm. listen for them. If they act out, go back in, yeah. See if they're calm and always, and just go 
back in, it back and forth, back yeah. and forth, and then reward calm behavior anytime mm-hmm. you come back in. Now, if they're excited, you ignore. The, the thing with that is a lot of times, like if you've ever forgotten your keys or your phone or something, or your wallet, you go back into your house and you're like, you don't even look at anything else. You're just scanning for your wallet or yeah. your keys. That's kind of that mentality. I do that sometimes. Like, hi guys. Yep, just looking around, looking around. Okay, I gotta go. I'm in and out. And they're like, holy crap, you just, you didn't even say hi to us, but you're gone. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna come back later and I'm gonna love you guys later. I have the concept of time. Like, I'll be back. They don't know that. Yeah. So, so that's why I was saying is all dogs have separation anxiety, but what do they do when they have that separation anxiety? Do they destroy your trash can? Do they go take a nap? Do they lick themselves? Like dogs have all sorts of different ways they express their anxiety. But again, like we were saying, it, so leaving that 10 minutes early, that's great. But once you're at work for eight hours, you can't go home. You may not have a dog walker or your neighbor can't go check on your dog. So you don't want your dog to be barking for we eight hours. We don't have the cameras. No, I want them. You're like, you I should love get it. the cameras. I love should it. I get in that inside yeah. cameras with the dog? Do it. Dogs? I'll send you yeah. a link. It's a, it's a I'll send you a link. Idea. I have okay. them. <laughs> okay. No, it's great because I it helped me so much. And I'm, you know, I, I my dogs are fine. I actually have three dogs at my apartment right now. I left them there. They're good. They're not doing anything wrong. So, you know, but I have to, I trust them. That takes a while for me to trust them. If I had a dog who was going to go rooting through my trash can, I can't leave that dog because that's their separation anxiety. Well, now it's like, now I'm having anxiety from their anxiety. Don't move. It sure is a beautiful day. We'll be right back. I want to tell you guys about Reservage's purpose-filled vision. Now, I've talked to you about several of the products. you got to try their collagen candy. That's a stick pack. You can get your daily dose of collagen peptides that revitalize the skin packed with nutrients. Also, their skincare line features these micro-encapsulated copper peptides. That's a powerhouse antioxidant that maximizes the appearance of smooth and supple skin from our heads to our toes. Who doesn't love that? But my personal favorite, I have it sitting on my kitchen sink next to my microwave. I take it every single morning. Their award-winning resveratrol. So this is made to support healthy heart function and cellular health. And what it actually does is activates the longevity gene, giving you the protection and immunity boost that you need to stay healthier, longer, baby. Who doesn't love that? I've got a code for you, a discount code. You get 30% off your product order at Reservage with CAT30. Again, that's 30% off your product order at Reservage.com with code CAT30. Ah, Reservage. I've been taking these supplements for months now. Again, resveratrol is my favorite. I never miss a dose in the morning. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. And I want you to as well. Take advantage of my discount at Reservage.com. Cat 30 for 30% off your first product order on Reservage. Okay, guys, back to the show. Talk to me about the ritual because I have noticed this also, and you're right, dogs are so smart and... Mm -hmm. The second they hear the keys, that means they're leaving, you know, and you can sense their stress. Like, oh my God, that means they're leaving. For me, it starts literally in my bedroom putting on a shoe. Like, cause they know I'm barefoot all the time in the house. (laughs) But the minute I pull out a shoe and I sit down in this certain spot where I put my shoes on for the day, 
Nipsey is like literally on top of my shoestrings, on top of my shoestrings. Like, like his nose is against my face and he's just like, see me, see me, see me. Please don't put your shoe on. Don't go, don't go. So I, it's dawned on me many times and I'm like, I, if I put shoes on and I'm not leaving, they're so stressed because they think I'm leaving. Yeah. I have to be like, guys, I'm just going to get, yes. I'm going to the kitchen. Yeah. Take a chill. So, so in that situation, yeah. this is where you would capture behavior. Once they're calm, praise them, right? Yeah. If they're having trouble with it, though, what did we just implement back into Nipsey's life? Crating. Crating. <gasps> Best thing ever, everyone. Crating yeah, before you even thing. get ready to go home or go out. Yeah. You know, because that'll keep him from being so anxious. Yes. And we talked about this. Yes. If you, if you do it the right way, if you do crate training the right way, it'll feel more like a den. Mm-hmm. It's a happy place. Rather than... A, a punishment. Yeah, yes. I've never so, used the crate as a punishment. Well, let's talk about that. Firstly, are you saying, just to finish on anxiety, another tool available to everyone is to crate train. That yes. can help mm-hmm. diminish anxiety yes. with your dogs and yeah, separation. They, yeah. yep. Okay, so what is the right way to crate train? The best way to crate train is to desensitize them to the crate, right? And how do we do that? Reward. Food. Feeding a dog in a crate rewarding a dog when they step in a crate, eventually building on that. We talk about three Ds in dog training. Do you remember what they yeah, are? Yeah, distraction, duration, and oh, distance. Oh, he was so happy to say that. Oh, <laughs> I saw the smirk on his face. <laughs> okay, but we'll say him again. You sound too uh, fast. Yeah, I missed him. The three Ds. Distraction, duration, and distance. Okay. Yep. So what do we do? We create duration in the crate, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then we create distance from the crate mm-hmm. and then… Being out of the room. Distractions, making noise outside mm-hmm. the crate mm-hmm. and make Crazy sure that they stay calm. And a big tip for crate training is to cover the crate. Mm. A lot of people leave their crates open. That just creates more anxiety. The dog can can still see you, you, but they can't get to you. (laughs) So covering the crate eliminates all that. It gives them their own little den. Their own little zen. Zen den. Yeah, there's zen den. That's what we're going to call it from now on. Yes. Zen den den. training. (laughs) Well, and I have to say, I mean, I've had Nipsey now for three years Edward introduced the crate training because we've had one, but I never really used it. And so we brought it out and I'm like, why haven't I been doing this last three years? Because he loves it. And Mm -hmm. like, he has not made a sound, Edward, since like you've been there. Like not a single time (laughs) that I put him in. I'm like, you know, doing all the things. So just everyone listening, you know, that my homework was, okay, you can put him in a little while you're in the room. Remind him vocally that you're still there, even though I can't see you. You're kind of reassuring him. Then you can go across the house for a while or whatever and doing this, you know, once, once or twice a day. And like, he hasn't made a single peep, moan, whine, nothing. He just, I think, enjoys it. And if you do say, yeah. And if you do start crate training, just like, like cat has, Capture the behavior while mm-hmm. you're outside doing your thing. If your dog is quiet in the crate, just say good boy, good girl, yeah, and reassure them. Like with siblings, you know, we are all part of a family, and if yeah. you have multiple dogs, with a lot, a lot of people yeah. do, then you're dealing with different energies yeah. all at the yes. same time. Even that's kind of what happened with us, Edward, and you came to like you know teach the new puppies some some skills, but you've taken on Nipsey now too yes. because you it was almost like we couldn't treat one without the other exactly. because they play off of one another so much. Yeah. And we've since kind of gotten to the bottom of that. You know, Nipsey's very alpha and Moon is, you know, the the, the female puppy and yeah. they really just kind of like are in each other's space quite a bit. With people with multiple dogs, I mean, I guess it just depends on the dog and the issues, but is there any, like, is it, is it good, I would imagine, to, like, give dogs separate time? Because we're, we're talking about time and devotion, like, and it's hard for a lot of people, but 
should you be kind of trying to do some one-on-one just like you would with your own children? I, I think that if you're walking both your dogs and you're, both of them are acting out, I would try to walk one at a time. You'll find out who your instigator is, who's chasing the squirrels more and causing the other dog to bark. Maybe that dog doesn't want to bark by themselves because they're a little less confident. But when they're with their brother, they're like, oh man, we got this world and I'm going to do act out and all this stuff. And then they walk by themselves and they're a lot better. So that can totally help you figure out, you know, which dog is a little, needs more work. So yes, you do need to have separate time. But if you live together, you also have to practice together. So it, you have to do both. Yeah. And and just to add to that, most people that have multiple dogs usually don't separate them mm-hmm. and give them each yeah. their individual time, which I think is the wrong thing to do. Regardless, like disregarding training, we're just talking about bonding and relationship. Think about it. You don't always spend your time with both of your sons. You know, you separate time. You give each of them specific, you know, or not specific days, but time. And it should be done the same way with dogs. Mm-hmm. You should separate time just because it also allows to see what the dog is capable of on their own with you. Right. You know, mm-hmm. they will act differently. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> very much so. Yeah. yeah. Nipsey is so much more enjoyable when no other dogs are around because it's like he doesn't mm-hmm. feel he has to like protect or be a certain Compete. way or be like oh, yeah. aggressive. Like, like remember what I what I had mentioned when yeah. he boarded with me. Yes. What what was he doing? He was resource guarding Moon. He the wouldn't whole time. he wouldn't allow Moon to socialize whatsoever. Interesting. I think he told he's, me that. He's very obsessed with her, right? Yeah. But as soon as I isolated him and gave Moon her space, she thrived. I know. She mm. played, right. and 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 before that, I thought she didn't want to at all. But it was all Nipsey. Nipsey was controlling the energy. Right. So it's almost mm. like a disservice to certain dogs if you're not separating them to exactly. again, see yeah. what their own needs are mm-hmm. on their own. I know. It's like Moon. She went out, out on her own for you know the first time on the excursion. Oh. Yes. Nipsey stayed home, and yes. I guarantee you, he had a blast. Oh yes. And Moon. I mean, so Edward does these excursions, you guys, oh, where yeah. you mm-hmm. take up to what, 10, 12, 14 uh, dogs? The most I've ever done was 22 <laughs> on my own. Dogs. Yeah, 22 on my own. Go on these huge hikes here in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. Off leash. Off leash. <laughs> He's got these dogs. I'm like, I feel like they're in like the academy, right? Because they're so <laughs> yeah. well behaved. I see these videos, Edward captures, and he's mm-hmm. sending these videos of Moon and like, and all our new friends. And But yeah, yeah she was thriving in that situation. But if Nipsey had been there, Nipsey would have just- Would have held her back because yeah. he had joined an excursion with her. Now that was her first one on oh, her okay. own, but he had been on one with her and she followed him throughout the time. Yeah, She played a little bit, yeah. but most of the time was with Nipsey. Yeah, And anytime we were like in a group, Nipsey was lying right next to her. Interesting. Oh, Again, controlling the very, energy. Very incestuous <laughs> of my house. It's very weird. I want to talk about leash training. Like, yes. I want to try and be as specific as possible about this okay. because so many people have questions about it. I mean, mm-hmm. probably the number one question I got from people was either pulling, dogs mm-hmm. pulling leash or be the whole other encountering other dogs and yes. then it's like awful and people like are like you know it's people are always yanking their dogs because yeah. the dogs are always trying to like scuffle and everything so i mean it's weird and i think we talked about this a little bit you know or my son because yes, austin son, came austin, in and got yeah. a little training from edward on how to walk the dogs yeah, and it's, it's like austin was like Oh, like we have all this like, you know, leash and it's kind of like who's walking who. And up until now, our dogs were walking us. I mean, no question. You know, we follow them and then they sniff and then we chase after them. And there's all this like, what do you call it when you have a lot of leash? 
You're not tight slack. on the leash. Slack. Oh, all yeah. the slack. I'm all the slack yeah. in the world on yeah. the leash. And so I think a lot of people can have the best intentions with dogs mm-hmm. and they love their dogs and yeah. but they nobody ever knows. Like exactly. we didn't know yeah. from day one what to do when it comes to walking. And walking's the one thing probably everybody does do with their dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The longest, so yeah. what is the right way? Leash manners matters because and also your environment changes every 10 seconds there's a squirrels there's tennis balls there's other dogs there's people there's bikes trash Buses, trucks everything bikes, noises yep, yep, yep. gardeners you can't just expect it's oh it's going to go well you have to kind of adapt to your environment if your dog is pulling you i mean they're looking at whatever they're pulling for so if you can redirect them it's kind of like a kid in a candy store the whole world is a candy store if you're just going to let them throw candy in their bucket okay awesome they have all this candy they love candy and you love your dog and you want them or you know you want them to have all this good stuff in the world but it's too much for them and they're almost overwhelmed with everything that they're going to sniff i want this i want this i mean if you walk out your door you know, the dog is already thinking 100 yards down the road. I'm going to go sniff that stuff and this. I'm going to go past the dog I don't like. I'm going to bark at him. They've already accomplished their goals in their mind before they left the door. I've had lessons with people where we don't even make it to the sidewalk because I'm like, okay, we can't start off the first 30 seconds of our walk terrible because it's not going to get better. I mean, it'll, it might get better, but if, if we can start off really well, it'll be a whole lot better throughout the whole walk. So you're basically giving your dog diabetes if you walk them like that, right? <laughs> right. All the candy. Yeah. I mean, my dogs are yes. suffering from diabetes basically because right. they that that pull same thing yeah. before we even take a step off the porch. It's like yeah. they're pulling. Well, they're gone. gone. Just to touch on this, yeah, what was the first thing I told you when we talked about leash manners? What's the first thing you need from your dog before moving along? Oh, yeah. Eye contact. Uh-huh. Contact. Yeah, it's the most important that's, thing. That's the most important thing. Most we important. talked about in the beginning. And it, and it, it and, that and is, you don't get eye contact when your dog's three feet in front of you, right? No. Your so, dog has to be next to you. Yeah. So the number one thing to remember is eye contact means status in the canine mind. Mm-hmm. If they don't look at you, you have no status. Yeah. Okay. So creating eye contact before even heading out of the house, and then once being outside of the house, working on that eye contact as you move along will help you improve leash manners. Right. That's the first step in leash manners. Second is redirecting. Obviously, calling the dog off things, mm-hmm. and also directional changes, which I wish I, I wish I could demonstrate right now. Yeah. But you know, we've talked about this: doing directional changes, making sure that the dog that the dog is aware of your body at all times, and always checking in, which again stems from eye contact. Right. And everybody listening, what I want you to know is, first of all, I love all those tips. I've seen them work. <laughs> But it doesn't take three months. It's oh. almost mm. instantaneous. Yeah. I mean, you work with them a couple times. By the time I was doing it, it's like, it, it's amazing how quickly they adapt to the yeah. new way. It's yeah. almost because in this weird sense, they're relieved yes. because they have them, yeah. structure mm-hmm. and they're not spazzing out anymore exactly. because they're like, okay, this feels good. I have an anchor now. Yeah. And this person here, we're going to, we are going to do this eye thing and I'm going to be right here. And then they just relax. You know, yeah. they're, they're, they're habitual creatures like us. Yeah. So it's building new habits. And once you build those new habits with again, boundaries, but rewarding all of that, that's what's going to, that's what's going to keep that momentum going. And all dogs want a job. If your job is to look at me right now, fantastic. If your job is to be right here, if your job is to wait, Fantastic. That's it. That's all I need you to do. You don't have to, just a simple job. And once you give them that, they're like, okay, what else you got for me? And it's like, you're already given, like I was saying, the kid in the candy store. So if you you say, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to go over here and get some lollipops. We're going to go get some gummy bears. 
And the kid's like, man, oh, you, want some, you want some chocolate? Yeah, okay. You're asking your dog stuff. And by, if they just fill up their bucket, like they got diabetes. <laughs> you like that? You just add it on yeah, your diet. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Back in a minute. Time now to tell you guys about Print Fresh. I love these pajamas. If you haven't heard about Print Fresh, it's a woman-owned luxury sleepwear and lifestyle brand made for lovers of pattern. You know, nothing basic about this sleepwear. And it is so, so cozy. It was created by textile designer and fashion entrepreneur Amy Volishin. Flora and fauna, it's brought to life on organic cotton. And these statement-making home decor pieces full of personality. By the way, I just checked the site again recently because I had my summer prints I was rocking. They have something called pumpkin patch print right now, and it's so cute. The only thing you're missing is your pumpkin spice latte. Perfect for the season. They've got bedding and wallpaper, sleepwear and accessories. There's truly something for everybody. Sizes are perfect as well because they really range in, in a variety of sizes that truly can fit any of you listening from extra small to 6X, they've got free exchanges. Everybody can find their perfect fit. Like I said, a new season is around the corner. Print Fresh is welcoming autumn-inspired pajamas and robes perfect for this cozy season. Head to printfresh.com cat or use code cat for 15% off your first order and let your sweet dreams begin. Again, that's printfresh.com. Use code cat for 15% off. Now, back to our conversation. Okay, here's a scenario, because I know every dog owner's had this happen back on leash, and we're all taking a walk. And you know what? For whatever reason, some dogs are completely oblivious to other dogs, yes. and God love them. Right, you know, they, they just don't even don't see the other dogs. But other dogs, it's like... They spot that dog coming yeah. a mile ahead, uh-huh. right? And then they're on guard and they're mm-hmm. waiting for said dog. Tell people what they can do and how kind of distracting, redirecting, eye contact, all of that will help in these scenarios. Mm-hmm. Because people have some, like, especially if over on my little busy Larchmont, you know, there's cafes, yeah. there's yep. people, it's busy, yeah. there's little kids. You don't want like a drag out dog fight to like go no, down, no, no, no. you know? Of course not. So what you you want to start off obviously small, right? And 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 give the dog an, the ability to succeed in a situation, obviously, right? But mm-hmm. if you're walking down your street and you were to see a dog and your dog starts to pull, obviously the first thing I would say is try and redire- redirect with eye contact. If you're mm-hmm. able to get that eye contact, then you're able to most likely calm them down, right? Because your dog has that threshold. However, if your dog needs more work, then what you would start to do is directional changes and not allow the dog to even say hi. Yeah, You can pull them off to the side. It depends on the dog's, again, ability to get through that situation. Mm-hmm. If it's a, a dog that has had some training and can actually follow through, they're most likely going to sit, engage, yeah. and wait for the dog to move along. Yeah. However, if it's a dog that has no training, right? Obviously, get a trainer. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the best thing you can do in that situation is wait for them to calm 
just like any other situation, just like if they're reactive toward the doorbell or whatever it may be, wait for them to stay calm and then praise that behavior and move along. Mm -hmm. But don't just walk away from the situation. Stay there and work through the situation, not around it. That's such good advice because I'm so guilty. I think people are just like, oh, I don't want to have this happen. I mean, look. You're just kind of like, I'm going to go left. If they're coming on, they're going to do this. I'm just going to go left. We all do it as humans. We want the easy way out, right? We want that easy route. So it's like, I get that. But if you really want to make an impact, again, an impact. Impact. Stay there and work them through the situation. Mm. Your dog deserves it. If if you walk toward the distraction, you're indirectly giving the dog what they want. Because they're still pulling. You're like, oh, I wish my dog would stop pulling. But we're not going to stop walking. Well, you're not helping your dog. So like you said, just pull off to the side. Have your dog sit, stay. I mean, that eye contact might still be there, but at least your dog is sitting and doing something obedient. Maybe you can get them to look at you when they're sitting there. Good, okay, look, you know, good And, look. and just so you guys know, we've all been there where it, the dog just gives us a fuck you and a middle finger. It doesn't mm-hmm. want to pay any mind. Again, it's a stressful situation, but if you control your energy and stay calm and wait for your dog to stay calm, you'll have better results in the long run. Yeah. I mean, because I, 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 time hard. and time again, I mean, we, we've all seen it or, or, or been a part of it, whatever it may be, when people get stressed and they're like, I don't want to do this no more. Yeah. And they take it on their, on their dog. Mm-hmm. And they're, again, their dog doesn't learn anything. Their dog feeds off the energy. And what do they right. think? They think that is the response I'm going to get whenever a dog comes my way. So now I feel threatened. Right. Again, it, it just starts to build different well, ideas of what a dog out on the street really is. Right. Well, and also speaking too, is that the dog is going to feel different emotions within 10 seconds. So I see the dog, I see the tennis ball, and I see my owner. Those are three different emotions that they're going to experience in a short amount of time. Like humans don't do that. You know, we don't go through those depression and happiness and in, in, in a minute. Usually, you know, we hold on to our emotions. We're upset for a couple of days sometimes. Mm-hmm. Dogs don't do that. They switch. Mm-hmm. So if my dog's being aggressive, yeah, maybe in 20, 30 seconds, we're not going to be aggressive anymore. We're going to be back to sniffing the world again. So they, dogs switch. So you, you can snap into it and be like, no. So what I've also learned to do with aggression is, you know, a lot of times the, the, the common textbook thing is to leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it, yes. leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it. Good, leave it. I'm always like, that wasn't a good leave it. Because <laughs> you said it 10 times and the dog didn't leave it. And yes, the dog didn't come after us, but, you, but I've seen owners, they keep their dog on a really tight leash, not, never giving the dog an opportunity to leave it. They're, just, they're making their dog leave yes. it by, by physically pulling and on the leash. And then thanking them for it, which they right. did nothing. Oh, here's some <laughs> treats, here's some treats. You're setting up that, that dog up for anxiety because they're like, I don't, I can't control myself because you're pulling on my leash and you give me reward for that. Okay, that's great. Now I'm yeah. really confused. Yeah. Yes. So, so we're not. You don't subscribe to the whole leave it, leave it thing. No. 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 Okay. I no. I'll say it once. Yeah. And then I mean it, but it's also like in just a little leash paw. I don't give out hard corrections for that stuff because I know that's, that's hard. That's you know, especially if the dog is barking at us, that's road rage. Edward, I use the analogy like. If you had somebody in your passenger seat ready to beat you up every time you experience road rage because they're like, I don't want you to do that. It's like, no, I don't want somebody next to me ready to punch my leg because I'm feeling upset about something. I'd rather have somebody be like, hey, I don't want you to feel that way. They're having a bad day. We're going to go this way. That's kind of what I do with my, with my dogs. I can walk five or six dogs past an aggressive dog under the fence because I've also learned this whole thing is like, I, I'll say... For any dog that comes, I'll say, oh, you're my friend. I use friend as a good word. You can teach your dog any word. So I call dogs friends. So when I'm passing by an aggressive dog, I'll tell my pack, oh, that's our friend. They're just our friend. 
And that if I've seen the dogs kind of calm down a little bit as we walk past, I'm like, okay, we know that guy. He's just having a bad day. So I that's just that. one way that I can, because then I don't want to go leave it, leave. I sound like a broken record. Yeah. I hate, and I hate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, let's talk about treats before. I okay. keep saying we're getting to the questions, yeah. but we could be here all day. But treats, if people are training their dogs and we talk about the rewards, just just to, to clarify a little bit more your thoughts on rewarding with treats I'm, for training. I'm pro treats. Okay. I'm, it, it all depends. It all depends on the situation. Usually what I, I, I tell people is if you're able to, train your dog without treats, do it. Mm-hmm. But if you it's need awesome. a motivator, use treats, especially for quote unquote harder behaviors mm-hmm. to accomplish. Like, yeah. you know, if you add in distractions. The milestones. So like, for example, I had a pit bull puppy stay with Zena. I love her to death. <laughs> Zena stayed with me for about 10 days, okay? I didn't really use treats for the easy behaviors, but once we started throwing in distractions, that's when I started giving, yeah. giving her high value rewards. Mm-hmm. You do want to fade away treats, 50, when you're training, 50. yes, go 50-50. So you start off 100% yep. and then quickly dial it down to 50-50. Don't always pay your dog, you know, and always, what I want you to always remember is to reward your dog with affection while you're giving a treat yeah. because then they'll associate job. that pet with the treat. Yeah, and your tone of voice. Tone of voice matters mm-hmm. 1,000%. Yeah. yeah. And it's also, I mean, it's it's too, it's not, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Dogs love, I mean, we use baby voices for our dogs. Everybody has their own version of baby voice. But like I've learned from my acting, this is fun here. This is a gold nugget. I took acting classes. And one of the things they teach you is when you're reading a monologue or memorizing a monologue, read it or memorize it as wrote, which basically just means as it is written. So if you're in a scene where it's like, you know, I hate you, get out of my life. And that's the end of the monologue and you've memorized that line as you're screaming it because it makes sense and there's an exclamation point at the end and you get to the the set and the director says okay but I want you to whisper that line you're not going to be able to whisper that line because you've memorized it as you were yelling it so change your tone with your your commands sometimes be firm sometimes be soft change your voice so they get used to hearing you at different times in different tones mm. so they know the word not just how you said it yeah. So it's it matters what you say. It matters, I mean, and how you say it, but, you know. That's a good tip. I never, ever thought about that. No? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's good. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to bring out my old theater background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can, Start uh, applying that. Okay. We yeah. got some questions from our audience. And I, I honestly, there are so many. I'm just going to see what pops out at me. Mm-hmm. And you guys can can take some of these questions. I think just pretty much address this one. How do you keep your dog from running up to other dogs or at the front door when there's company? Running up, running up. Like um, dogs thinking they're, they can get in any space. Yeah, best best tip, put them on a leash drag. Yeah. It'll help control the dog. So if they are running around or running toward the door, you're able to eliminate you that action. You can step on the leash. So then again, that. this creates a new habit. If you eliminate that action, you're able to create a new habit and you reward that habit. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, here's another question. My four-year-old cockapoo is so nervous of all other dogs. Mm. His tail is down, always between his legs. How do we get a dog to stop being so, so, so nervous? That's a hard one. I mean, there's all, I've also learned there's sometimes there's two right answers for something. You have to find the best right answer. You know, if you were able to take the dog to a daycare or anything like that, say, hey, my dog is really nervous. Is there a small dog group that he could hang out with? Slowly introduce dogs to him that way. Normally, you don't 
meeting dogs on the street doesn't always go well because, you know, you can't control your environment outside. And that's a really big husky coming toward us and my little Maltese or, you know, is gonna, it's not going to go as well as two medium-sized dogs. So greeting dogs outside, but, and also the owners aren't going to always control their dog and, oh, maybe that dog's being a little bit too much for my dog and it's going to make it worse. So you And some owners aren't friendly at all. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, well, my dog wants to sniff your dog, but they don't have time for us. So I just, yeah. <laughs> don't take it personally, Nipsey. <laughs> we talked about crate training, but this person says, crate training, good? I don't like the idea of it. And I just want to hit that point one more time because so many people associate it with being bad or mean or a punishment. Tell me one more time what good crate training can mean for your animal. I get this question a lot yeah. from a lot of people don't want to hear their dog crying. Yeah. Oh, That's, he's crying. He misses me. And again, okay. people might not have the tools or knowledge to get that dog through that situation. So mm -hmm. I understand that. But I would say the reason why you want to create your, your dog is it not only builds confidence, but it helps you adapt to them. Again, you have to adapt to your dog. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if you're having issues with the dog being anxious or reactive the crate will help control all that so it'll make your life a lot easier but it'll also more most importantly make the dog's life a lot easier mm. biting this person Ooh. says puppy biting my heels back mm -hmm. of my legs puppies the teeth thing is mm -hmm. very real how do you how do you put a stop to that well the nipping is is a control thing i mean that's what you know sheep dogs do they they nip the backs of the heels of the sheep and get them to move so it's a very i want you to go this way I need you to give me stuff. I need to this. If they're biting your hands, especially like during play, things like that, you don't want that because they're going to grow up learning, oh, I can grab your hands. Even if it's in a, oh, a playful manner. It's like, I don't want you to, to bite hands. One command I use a lot is like gentle. You know, I'll say gentle, but then I'm also myself gentle. Mm -hmm. So if you're using a word like that, if I say soft or slow or wait, I also have to do that as an example. I can't just say, you know, it's like, shut up. So, when, you, when you yell, yeah. And he's like, you're not participating. Hey, guys, be quiet. And I was going to just add to that. A lot of people do yell in those situations. What does that do? It just amps the yeah. puppy up it, even more. It's, oh, so they're yelling at me. They're the barking. best way, the, the way I go about it when, I, when it comes to teething or just biting in general, it, I do play with dogs. And, and just like Matt, I do use the word gentle or mm -hmm. a simple so, eh. Yeah. But the so. most important thing, it's again, it's body language, it's energy. I disengage whenever a puppy yeah. does bite down on my hands. Just for a couple of seconds, right? For maybe half a second or yeah. a second. And usually the, the puppy understands. They back off mm -hmm. and then we continue playing yeah. again. It's like sparring. And that'll teach the puppy what your threshold is in that situation, right? Mm -hmm. Your limitations are. The mirroring is, it's like mirroring what we're doing. Yeah. It's like we we don't give ourselves enough credit, I think, as the humans that they're mm -hmm. always looking to us. The same way yeah. kids look yeah. at us. Yeah. And they it's stare like, at what, us. It's crazy. What behavior are you exhibiting? That's what they're going to do. Yeah, exactly. And our energy, they're going to match. Mm -hmm. My son, Orion, who, God love him, you know, he we've had the dogs for a handful of years. He was 13, 14 when we got the dogs. He's a rambunctious little teenage boy. And so anytime he got to the dogs, he wanted to play. He wanted yeah. them to chase him. He wanted yeah. to throw the thing. But now, like, and he was almost like, kind of like, not not rude to the dogs, but like, you know, like a punk on them a little. Yeah, like, cause yeah. he thought it was fun and yeah. that's his way of play. 
And then now cut to he wonders why they don't cuddle with him. Yeah. Or he wonders why he, you know, they won't come on his bed he's, when he's sleepy, you yeah. know, to like do what they do on my bed. And I'm like, babe, you taught them that yeah. you're that guy. You're you taught guy. them that the they need to fear you sometimes. Not fear, but you know. Yeah. But like, you, you know, they're not always up for that. Yeah, like, you created, he created the idea that it's not all, all cuddles with him. Exactly. Yeah. So they're always watching us. Oh. They're always responding to us. Dogs who stare at me intimidate me <laughs> because they're studying me. I mean, some dogs will give you really brief eye contact. The, the shy dogs will look at you real quick and then look away. But I mean, that's if you go deep into it, I mean, that's how they're seizure dogs. I mean, see, I've read books where, you know, dogs study our faces. They actually look at our left side of our face. Our left side holds more emotion than our right side. And so when they're looking at us, I mean, that's how they can see if our eyes are twitching. They're like, yep, you're going to have a seizure. I got to go. Yeah. You. That's how seizures dogs are crazy Aww. like that. That's so, how they know you're sick too. Yeah, when I was and you're sick. Sad, my dogs you're were like this. depressed because I think they were worried about your your yeah, body. Exactly. Maybe you yep. sag a little more. You you don't walk as fast. Oh, your dogs pick up on that. Oh, there's something yeah. wrong with my owner. I have to go help them. So in tune with us, more than I can even say. Barking. We touched on it, yes. but here's a specific question: How mm-hmm. to stop? my dog from barking for food when it's time for him to eat. I'm feeling very disrespected. Yeah, I saw that one. I don't let dogs, usually, if I'm making food, the dogs are outside the kitchen. So setting up a physical boundary, like you can't even be near me. That's, I was gonna that's, say, creating boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries, even, let's just say you don't want to, you don't have the ability to create a boundary like that, or you don't want to. Mm-hmm. The best way to do it is, again, to wait for your dog to stay quiet and mm-hmm. praise them once they are quiet. Yeah, and acknowledge but, them for that. Yeah, right. I like the worst thing. I'm not a, the dog trainer, but my guess, tell me if I'm right, would be like, if your dog is barking because you move towards the dog food, like, don't give him the dog food. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. then yeah. he's, he's oh, still exactly. getting what he wants. Yeah, you rewarded so them. So don't I, give him the dog food. Once he calms down, give him the love and then transition towards mm-hmm. him. I would even prep the food about 30 minutes beforehand. Oh, leave Have him watch it and leave it there. Yeah. Don't give it to your dog. Yeah. And then once they're patient, oh, and once idea. they're settled, then feed them. It's tough. It's tough. (laughs) Okay. Darn, I can't tell you how many Um, questions about the barking, guys. The barking at the mailman, the barking at other dogs, uh the barking at the door, the barking at the gardener. I mean, bark, 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 bark. I mean, can you break that down one more time? I think the easiest way to combat that, uh, honestly, is to have your dog on leash, set Mm. it up, whatever it may be, mailman garbage mm. truck, pull whomever, or whatever the trigger is, just be prepared, have the dog on leash, and just like anything else, desensitize them to it. Yeah, Just like anything else. So you let's have, play this out. We're in our house, yeah. and you see the male person Coming. walk onto your property. You have your dog's leash, this leash, yes. close at all times, yep. so you can grab, grab, grab. grab. And then the, the male man is like... Mm, my, I have a really noisy mailbox mm-hmm. right by my front door. So it's always the sound that they hear. Yep. Even if they don't see him, they hear it. And they hear the beep So beep. there's both, yeah. <laughs> so what? The second we start to hear the, the envelopes drop, we're what? Taking the leash and like, we're going to the backyard or we're going to the kitchen or what are we doing? No. So what you're doing is you are preparing yourself before the mail even arrives in your mailbox. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you see, let's just say you're not prepared and okay. you see the mail person coming toward your door you would grab the leash put it on your dog walk them toward the door and have them sit or do a behavior easy like an easy task have them do an easy task because obviously dogs want to please and if they respond and don't react you treat them for that so now you've taught them to stay calm or to pay attention to you even though there's there's a distraction that usually triggers them 
Great. So, so not just distracting, not distracting, but engaging with them. Engaging. The eyes again, yeah. back to I'm a reward. Let's remember that. Yes. It's not that yeah. thing you can't control over there. It's us. Yes. It's yeah. us. And this is where you would want to bring in, again, treats. This yeah. is a this is a situation where you want high value rewards. Right. And if you can't be that reward for your dog in that situation, use treats. What I would say to anyone is if your dog barks one or two times or three, whatever it may be, to that, that's when you would want to acknowledge That's where you it. want to acknowledge them. Say, hey, yeah. who's here? Mm-hmm. And go toward the door. And that's where it's your job to keep them calm. Mm-hmm. Redirect. It's ask the pizza for, guy, it's your ask friend. for eye contact yeah. and create that positive association through rewards. Yeah. <laughs> or it's the Amazon guy. Did you you guys haven't seen this one? This no. one came through today. How do you keep six dogs calm when Amazon delivers? <laughs> oh my God! Is this another dog trainer? Or something? <laughs> you got six dogs. I'm like, good yeah. luck. Just I mean, don't be there. <laughs> no, no. So I, I want to. No, this is easy. I mean, okay. it, it, again, it's all it's all very self-explanatory, and it's all it all kind of again plays together. But I've had this situation happen with me before, and I had mm. two dogs that were extremely reactive to the UPS truck. Big brown truck. You can't miss it. So they obviously knew it was there. We were right in front of my house. I had the entire group. There was nine of them sit down. The UPS guy walked past us the entire time. Again, what I was doing was being a bigger distraction. So my energy matters, right? In that situation, Mm -hmm. I'm calm yet big, Mm -hmm. right? Hey, I'm here. Good. Engage. Eye contact. It all starts with eye contact. Then it becomes my job to keep them calm. Good boy. Reinforcing. Reassuring. Mm -hmm. Right, tying them, good sit, good eye contact. I was able to keep nine dogs and two that were extreme. I'm, I'm not kidding you, extremely aggressive with UPS guys. Stay put, and let the guy walk right to my door, leave the box, and walk away with mm-hmm. no reactions. Now, again, I know I'm more equipped than most, but that's how you would handle that situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, we had a couple questions about introducing dogs to newborn babies. Mm. Yes. They're like, I'm already thinking of some of the oh, things you've said today, That's but how, how should that look? I've done a couple actually. Good. And, and the easiest way is obviously on leash. You always want to reward the dog whenever it comes near the baby, sniffs the baby, but also don't keep it from the baby too much. Mm-hmm. And and what I tell people all the time is and acknowledge the dog a lot more than you normally would yeah. because if not you'll create that tension. Yeah, the babies take a lot of attention and the dogs like back burner. Yeah, mm. so it's and like, it, and it, it it doesn't mean that they'll become aggressive toward the baby, but neglection can turn into depression and anxiety in another state. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what I wondered all along and still might do. I back to everybody having issues with the gardeners or the mail person or the Amazon delivery or the UPS mm-hmm. truck. I don't know what the psychology is with dogs that they are all like kind of triggered by these things, but they all these things have one thing in common. It's that they're kind of outside of our house or they're infringing on our space yeah. or they're coming into our home or could. So there's like a, a alert goes up yeah. of some kind. It's, but back to doing the easy thing, for years, I've always like, okay, it's Tuesday. The gardeners are here. I'm locking every door. <laughs> I'm sliding glass door. I'm closing the curtains. I'm like turning on the sound machine. I've got all the air purifiers going just to create like a Zen environment mm-hmm. so my dogs don't lose their shit because the gardeners are there. 
Like now it's just dawning on my, like, should we go out and meet the gardener? Yes, all, all <laughs> the time. If you, if you can, uh, right? That's what, yeah. If you have the time and ability to can. do it, you need oh. to introduce them. What I, I mean by that. that I created this wall. It, it's it's not, just, not just with dogs that are reactive, but just uh, dogs in general. What's all dogs should wall? be exposed. Expose yeah. them to as much as you can. I know the that there is something the about what, how you should go about, you know, raising a, a dog the first year. Exposure. Mm -hmm. exposure. Go stand at a bus exposure, stop. Exposure, exposure. And just don't get on the bus. Just watch the buses go by. Yeah. You know? Exposure. And yeah. why is that first year so important? The just fear period and they're learning yeah, everything. Yeah. They're taking everything in. I have learned so much. <laughs> I know everyone listening has learned so much. You guys got to stop getting your dog's diabetes. Yeah. They need to like yeah. chill on the candy. Give We're just time. giving our dogs too much. Different. Too, too, too much. What are the three Ds again? Distraction, duration, and distance. He's so happy to I say that. It. I, <laughs> I love it. Distraction, duration, duration, distance. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was like, "Come on!" Distance, distraction, yeah, duration, really, distance. really, really good. Yeah, yeah ma if you can master those three things, you'll have in any situation. Yeah, every mm. situation, because those three factors change everything. Yeah. And just don't es don't escape it. I mean, I no, think that's just my run. own personal anecdote of, not you know, run. not having like horrible dogs, yeah. but knowing internally for the last year or so, it's like, I need to give this attention. They deserve mm -hmm. attention. My kids deserve to be in a house yeah. where it's not stressful. Like all the reasons. And so many of us are guilty of like, yeah, later, later, later. No. Oh, it's all be fine. Or, oh, they didn't hurt anybody. Well, like, but it's important to... Once you work through it, like you said, and you do spend the time instead of looking the other way yeah. all yeah. the time and, and and making it pretty, the rewards really, really are endless. It's been great to see my dogs grow. I'm so grateful, Edward. So, no. so grateful. And Moon's going out on these excursions. She's getting sociable. And it's just been worth, worth every bit. So thank you. Of course. You're welcome. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And a reminder, you can catch a brand new episode of It Sure Is a Beautiful Day every Tuesday. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And of course, I'd love to hear from you. So leave me a rating and leave me a review. Also, follow us on social media for all the behind the scenes action and more info. That's at I am Kat Sadler on Instagram and at ABD with Kat. Talk to you next Tuesday. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.